Hello and welcome back uh, to the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and we've been in the basement for uh, just about a month now, I think. And uh, it's been, uh, you know, a bit of a breather. Uh, we had two years of, uh, you know, pedal to the metal. It's been fantastic. But we uh, we decided to take a little bit of a vacay uh, to consolidate a bit, uh, catch our breath. And now we're back with episode 190, Marwan El Sherbagi, the recent winner of the Black Ball. All open, world number five just moved back up there in the rankings. He had gotten to number three in 2018, but he's playing some of um, probably uh, his best squash of his career right now, and that was on display at the Black Ball, along with another uh, uh, fellow uh, Alexandrian, uh, Ferris Tazuki, uh, who also played uh, and has been playing some incredible squash. It was a great tournament, a great final. Uh, Marwan uh, sort of alluded to the fact that it wasn't the, the best performance, and he explained why and, and talked at length uh, about that aspect of, uh, of the PSA uh, pro events, and uh, really interesting stuff there but there's so much more uh, on the podcast i know you're going to enjoy it uh, he talks a bit about his family uh, some family issues that he's had to deal with of late uh, particularly his father had some health issues but thankfully he's on the mend um also talked a bit about uh, paddle and, and the growth of that sport and how, uh, you know, some of his thoughts on what squash, uh, you know, might need to do and where, you know, where Marwan feels it should be compared to several years back and, and uh, uh, perhaps why it's not quite there yet. We talk about that. We talk about his uh, progress over the last little while, what he's put into his game and the dedication uh, behind all of that. There's so much in uh, this podcast. I know you're going to enjoy it and it was uh, the perfect uh, jumping off point for the return of the in squash podcast so without further ado episode 190 the uh, squash uh, in squash podcast is back with marwan el shore baggy how are you uh, i'm excellent marwan how are you sir? all I'm good? good i'm good i'm good yeah yeah, uh, so happy to hear that, that everything's okay with with your father. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a crazy three weeks for me here in Egypt. After uh, yeah, my dad uh, actually after after I won black ball, I, I went to Algona for uh, my uh, coach's wedding. So I had a bit of uh, I had a, I had a bit of a break after black ball, and then uh, when I came back, uh, my dad uh, got COVID and he uh, struggled a little bit with it. Uh, things got a little bit wo- kept going worse and worse and worse and uh, and yeah we had to get some nurses and doctors to the house uh, but the uh, it, it was very bad because he was coughing a lot and it, it, it kept getting worse and worse and then we, we got the oxygen tank in the house and the nurses and it was all over everything you know was tough then uh, I think we got to the point that we had the doctors told us that we had to send him to the hospital and uh, he's been in the intensive care for about eight eight days nine days now but uh, he only got out of the intensive care yesterday and they put him in a different room and uh, yeah I think he's, he started to recover I think he passed the critical time I think there was a few days in the hospital where things could have gone either way uh, so it was it was a bit scary scary experience you know but uh, but yeah it, now he's, I think he's stable and he's recovering and uh, hopefully he could be with us as well. He could be back in the house in a few days. That's what, what we're hoping. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. I got COVID too from him, I guess, <laughs> uh, because yeah. it's, uh, I've been in the house and I've been trying to help as much as possible. And I've been just, you know, you got you get to the point that I didn't care whether I will get it or not. You know, I just wanted to be there for my dad. So, uh, so I uh, the good news I tested negative yesterday. So I've had it for ten days. Um, but to be honest, those ten days I would. It was tough anyway to do anything. Yeah, that, that's really. Uh, I'm sorry to hear about that with your father, but great to great news that he's recovering. And uh, obviously, yeah. uh, obviously, you having COVID as well. But I empathize uh, with you know how you felt at the time, and uh, yeah. you must have just not even you know worrying about your dad. You must have just sort of not even realized that you had had uh, <laughs> going through COVID that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was tough three weeks. It's, it was very challenging. It was a tough experience, tough experience. But uh, I'm glad that it all is all going fine now. You know, because we had a few days where where we thought things could go bad, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a challenging experience for sure. But the most important thing that he's okay. That's great. And uh, I should have said earlier, Ramadan, uh, Kareem, to, uh, to you and your, your, your family, uh, Marwan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I only started to fast today because of, I had to take the medications and stuff. But today is my first day. Your first day. Okay. How are you feeling? Okay. First day fast. Yeah, so far, okay. Uh, only, I, we only struggled the two hours, three hours before we eat. Uh, but normally I go train during those times where... So we don't uh, we don't think of food or water or anything, right? Um, so the one hour or two hours just before we start eating, I uh, I go train, I go for a run, or, or I do something basically, or I go for a solo, because I uh, just got back to it. So I needed to, I I need to start taking it easy as well for my body. Yeah, you have to be careful, I guess. Uh, right now, it's a bit bit uh, tricky in terms of how how much you can push yourself. I'm gonna push myself. I think till yeah, uh, yeah. from the first day. My my, my team my, my team are are trying to tell me to take it easy, but I don't think I will be taking it easy at all. Right on. I will go hundred percent intense. Yeah. You know the PSA rankings. Uh, they they came out just recently, and you're back in the top five uh, again. Now I know you were you reached number three in the world back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, your goal is to get to uh, to number one. But uh, given uh, you know how tight, how competitive, and uh, sort of how much talent uh, there is, which was on display in uh, at the recent black ball, um, how happy are you now with the, the progress that you've made uh, over the last year or so? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy, of course, with the rankings. Uh, to get back to the top five, it means a lot to me. Uh, and uh, hopefully it's just a step forward. Uh, I've been really focused in my training. I've been really enjoying uh, playing the game this way. And uh, I'm, I'm just really enjoying with where I am at the moment with my squash. And uh, it's, it's good that... Uh, um, it's good that I see, you know, like, you know... That is like me winning events and uh, being able to be a contender in every single event now. It, it means that uh, all the hard work I've put through the summer and I'm still putting every day. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's good for me that uh, I could tell, I could see that it's working, you know, all the hard work that I've been doing. Because uh, it's, it's been, 
it's been a challenging time for all the players, you know, like it's we've we've been having an on and off season and uh, I feel every time the off time I'm I'm treating it the right way. Uh every time we have like a I don't know, four, five, six week patch of training, I feel like I'm putting the right work to it. Uh, I like the way I'm approaching every single, uh, everything. I, I, I'm approaching the way I'm approaching it. it, it I think it's it's working well for me, uh, and I hope I just, uh, you know, keep the momentum going. And uh, I, I, I feel like I've been playing well since September. I've been more consistent with my result, with more, more importantly with my squash. Um, of course, there is always few mistakes that you do. Uh, uh, and you learn from them and you come back stronger. And that's what I did, I think, in Black Ball. I've made a few mistakes. I've, I've, and I've been, I've been working on my, let me put it that way, I've been working on my game in general, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, to be able to win Black Ball that way as well, this is what it made it more, it made it special for me. Uh, but uh, hopefully just one event and I, I didn't, I don't make a big deal out. Like, of course, it's great to win it, but I, you know, it's just, it's just a tournament, you know, and I, I want to be hungry for the next one and the next one, because the, the next patch of training, the next patch of tournaments, is the most important patch for me, you know, in terms of we have the British Open, we have the World Championship, there is Arguna as well in in four weeks, uh, so it's uh, an World Tour Finals, hopefully as well. So there are. Big events, events that I want to be hopefully winning. You know that that, that those, those are my targets anyway. Absolutely. Now, I know uh, uh, the black uh, the recent win there. Uh, it was very impressive, and you just mentioned mm-hmm. the hard work you put in. And uh, uh, personally, uh, you know the two players that I thought were most impressive were the two players that got to the finals, uh, yourself and Ferris. And uh, uh, you described it. I think it was in a, in an interview. You described it as the biggest, uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest win of your career. Now you've had uh, several big wins in your, in your career over the years, dating back to the world juniors and throughout your, your, your pro career. But uh, what, uh, what made this uh, victory so special uh, uh, for you? Uh, I think the way I backed it, I backed big matches up uh, without having any days off. Uh, I think, you know, I played I played five matches and I won five matches in a row. Top five matches as, as well. I think uh, when I played this week in the final, I think I played ninety six minutes more 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 than him. Mm-hmm. And uh, to beat Paul and then in in a match like this, with where it was physically and mentally demanding like this. Uh, and then back it up the next day against Joel Makin, and then back it up the next day against Dusuki. And you know, I, f- I felt it. It was it, it was very special. You know, I, I woke up the morning of my match of uh, of Dusuki in the final, and I actually my 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 body was in pain. Um, I got to the point that I was not sure whether I was going to be able because I felt something in my hamstring that morning. Yeah. And I think without without the help of Derek Roy, and actually that day, I think I spent two three hours with him working on my hamstring and he gave me the confidence that it's going to be okay in the match and in the final and but uh, but I realized for example that whenever you reach the final or whenever you reach the latest stages your body would never you there will always be something with your body you know uh, but it was tough it was tough physically and mentally uh, and as I said the way I backed it up the way I backed up big matches it 
that's what meant a lot to me, you know. But I had the confidence as well that I was going to do it, you know. When I beat Paul, even though I woke up next day and I did, I felt I was exhausted. I felt, but I, I also told myself that that is the challenge that I want. Uh, it's not about beating Paul. It's about beating Paul, but being able to back it up the next day and the following day. And that's what I did. That's what I did. I, it was a challenge and uh, I was happy. I was, I'm, I'm happy to win, to win it that way. Yeah. Well, that's it, exactly. It, I wanted the hard way. I wanted the hard way. Yeah, you want it the hard way. And that's what, uh, you know, that's what champions do. Uh, they back it up. Uh, now, I was going to ask you, and you, you just brought it up, you know, your match against Paul was uh, was an incredible, uh, you know, great finish. You, you lost to him in five uh, previously, and you, you, you beat him in five this time. Uh, but uh, then you went on and uh, had to play a guy, you know, just as physical as him in the next round. And uh, I was just wondering, obviously, you just mentioned you were, you were a little bit uh, in pain when you woke up uh, uh, the morning of uh, the Joel Macon uh, match. But uh, to begin that match with a 32-point first game, uh, what were you thinking uh, after, after that first game? I, I before any match, I always try and put all the scenarios that are possible to happen in the match. So I did put the possibility: what if I lose the first game? What if I lose the second game? Uh, and even though I know that I played a tough match, I knew I needed it. I needed to win the first game, but I also knew that I, I, I did know that even if I lose the first game, I will still have the chance to win the match. Uh, I also knew that Joel played a few tough matches and I know, I don't know, tactically I was ready to for all the scenarios. Like even if I lose the first game, I knew how, okay, how, what I'm, how I'm going to deal with the situation. Uh, but of course, winning the first game was a bonus and it gave me the confidence to win the match in three. But, um, but I, yeah, the first few points when I started with Joel, I was like, wow, this is going to be another... Tough one. Uh, okay. I have to to dig in very deep, and mentally those matches are tough because they can get all the ball back, and they are very tough and they are very aggressive. And Joel has improved a lot. You know, he beat my brother, and he he's been improving and he's been learning and he's been improving his game. So I I knew how tough he is. Uh, so uh, no, especially that court as well, and, and black ball. It's a fast court; it's bouncy, so it's, it also suits the way they play. So it makes it even tougher, tougher for me to beat them on those courts. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, what I really enjoyed watching about uh, in terms of your game throughout the whole tournament, just the the pure, the, the fundamental strength that you displayed, uh, on top of the fact that you're, you know, you're able to put a lot of balls away too and that was uh, and, I mean that's something that uh, that Joel does well he plays the good length and he and he's quick and he moves around the court well I think uh, you know, what you have uh, uh, and what's bringing you know the best out of your game is just your, your completely well-rounded approach uh, uh, to the game uh, would you agree with with that assessment uh, well-rounded approach of like what do you mean so your well-rounded approach towards uh, your the entire part of your game, you know, your length game, your, your, your short game, your ability to move the ball around the court is pretty much uh, just about everything that's required of, of a, you know, of a champion. Uh, I think you're, you're able to, to bring that to the, to the court. 
Yeah, I mean, I I I I think it's um, as I said, it's 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 something that I've been working on in my game. You know, uh, you know, length game. I always believe that the most important shot in in on in this game is is a straight line. It's a simple straight line. Whoever plays a good straight line is going to win the the match. You yeah. can have all the talent in the world. You can have all the speed in the world, but. For me, this is the way I like approaching the game. Is play a great, uh, play the perfect straight line, and if you play the perfect straight line, who's who could beat you by playing a perfect straight line? Even if you're fast, even if you're talented, and you go for those crazy shots, I can stop you. I can stop you. Uh, this is the way I approach the game. I think I can stop your speed by playing a good, accurate, a simple squash game. I can I can stop someone's shots, great shots by playing a simple straight line uh, and accurate not just a straight line, an accurate straight line, you know the weight of the shot is the most important thing um, the weight of the shot, the accuracy I, I this is the way I approach the game uh, I like playing those straight lines, I find joy when I play the perfect length uh, some players they go they like going for it, I'm, I'm not that type of player I like going for it at the right after playing that great straight line, um, uh, and I don't have to hit the neck and the, the ball rolls and stuff. I am not that type of player. I don't have that talent like I don't know Disuki has, for example, mm-hmm. or I don't know those players that goes for it. Uh, but I I don't enjoy the game that way, and I actually don't have that anyway in my game. But I I have something different. I have so I can bring something different to the table, and I think it's more effective than what they do. For example, that's how I I see it, mm-hmm. uh, because I think squash has been always about it's about accuracy for me more than anything. Uh, and I I I grow up uh, enjoying watching James Wellstrop and Amri Shaban and. Those players were so accurate in their game and their movement were like Shabana's movement was smooth. James's accuracy was something different. And uh, I think I, I I remember watching James Wilson playing Rami Ashur in uh, in a World Series final. In it's called it used to be called the North American Open, and James beat him in three games. And what I enjoyed that match is James's accuracy because it stopped whatever Rami was doing. Uh, that, that on that day, uh, and it was amazing, you know, how accurate he was. And he, he, to be able to stop someone like Rami's ability to play so fast or to play to hit those so many great shots that day, James, it was a master class. And I, I will never forget that performance because I, I kind of, uh, since then, I felt like, well, actually, the way I approached the game could be different, should be different. and. I felt accuracy is the most important thing. It can stop speed. It can it can stop anyone's speed. It can stop, but and the durability of being able to hit those shots as well it matters uh, uh, because you can hit them for one game and then someone breaks you. If you can do it for five games, and that's what I was probably able to do in black ball, you know. But I've worked so hard on my technique on the backhand side, on the forehand side. I worked on my movement, you know, all those other aspects of the game as well, you know, because you have to improve physically, mentally, to be able to play at that level mentally every single match or every single tournament. You have it's not just about that. I mean, I make it sound 
it's simple, but it's not simple. You know, I put all the work. I I work hard, uh, and it's all about hard work. It's actually at the end of the day, it's all about hard work. It's that simple. If you work hard, you will get there. You will get there, but by knowing how to train hard, to train hard with, with the right mentality, uh, with yeah. with knowing that okay, I'm working on my weaknesses. I'm working. I'm doing this and this and that, but. Uh, I, I, as I said, I think the way I approached lockdown, for example, was the right way. Uh, the way I approached things before Black Bull, it was the right. It was the right way. Now it's a little bit tricky for me because after Black Bull, I did put seven weeks training for myself. Uh, but of course, after what happened with my dad and after myself getting COVID, now I have four weeks. So now I have to change my plan because I did put seven weeks of training. And now I have to put four weeks of training. So the, the way I'm going to approach the next four weeks is going to be different than what I was already planning, you know. So it's it's it's, it's another challenging time for me, but it's it's it, uh, I can adapt and I can you know uh, I'm going to plan it hopefully the right way. I'm going to approach it the right way, or I'm going to get the best out of whatever is happening. You know, that's this is what I have to do. You know, not is yeah, that's what I have to do. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, the guys on Squash TV, our good friend, uh, Jamie Maddox on Squash Story, uh, many people like this. I think we're all in agreement that the, the Marwan uh, that we saw at Black Ball was absolutely incredible. And just like you said, uh, you know, it was a lot of it was about the way to get shot, but, uh, you know, you could see that you had put in the hard work. It's something that I've uh, been working on, actually, because of uh, uh, what I saw at Black Ball, working on the weight of my shot. Now, it's not quite uh, there yet, but uh, uh, thanks to you, I, I've sort of uh, revisited that part of my game as well. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to, I mean, before we move on, I just wanted to mention, you know, in the final, and uh, you, you gave a lot of, uh, you know, respect, and there's obviously some great mutual respect between you and your brother from Alexandria, Alexandria Ferris, he's not your boy from, from the, you're from the same area, but you, you mentioned that, uh, I think it was in Squash Mad, you said he's playing like the best player in the world and so am I. I'm just wondering, like the squash in that final between you and him was exceptional. And uh, I know you, you admire his game and he, and he too has made some, some great strides uh, lately. Uh, so talk about Ferris's game. Uh, and how he's also been able to produce some uh, some of the best squash uh, along with yourself that we've seen uh, this year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Paris made a huge progress. I mean, he always had the potential to be one of the best. And uh, I think in Black Bull in December, where he won it the way he won it, I did, I did really like uh, how he won it, and I could you you could tell from his eyes how hungry he became now. Uh, and he became dangerous, you know, to be able to beat Ali twice in a short time. It, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. Uh, and then beating Tariq twice as well in the same short time, in, in just in, a, in two, three months, is tough, you know. It's, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's a player that I enjoy watching. And uh, he, uh, he's a player that has the potential to become the best in the world at some point. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, before before I play him in the final, I, I did study him big time. I mm. did study where to beat him, how to beat him, where to attack him, and stuff like this. It took, uh, I, I, it took, uh, it took, it 
I had to do my homework to beat him because I haven't, before I played him in the final, I haven't played him in a long time. And both of us have made huge progress. And uh, I think that was only, yeah, I mean, your sixth match, wasn't it? You've only played six times on the tour. Yeah. Six match, yeah. I think that when I think I played him two years ago as well, the last time before this match. So it's uh, it, it, it's it, it's a tough match, and I, I'm sure we're going to play a lot of times. And uh, he's a good player. He's, he's improved a lot. He's he's very hungry. He's, he's he's hungry. He's hungry, and that's what made him. And he has the potential, you know. He has those, all those amazing shots. Uh, he all. Uh, he has that hunger, and uh, it's it's it, when he's on the zone, he's scary. He's scary, you know. But uh, but uh, I did I did what I have. I, as I said, you know, I had to do my homework. I had to study his game. I had to I had to see how I'm gonna beat him. And I'm glad it. I'm glad things have worked out for me in that final. I actually don't think the quality of the final was great. Uh, I think actually we could have. I think the quality. I don't know. I think I think the quality could have been a little bit better from both of us, but I think being in a final is, is a little bit understandable in that terms, because I think I mean I had a lot of I played a lot of matches and mm. I, I wouldn't say I was so fresh for the final, you know. Uh, I'm probably same for him, uh, but uh, I think that quality could have. I, I think because it was a final and we played so played so many matches and we played tough matches before the final. I think the I think if we had, I think this is something the PSC probably could be should be introducing soon. You know, like I think we need more days off before the later stages of of the events of any events, uh, because I think the quality of the final always could be a bit. Because I mean, you look at the tour right now; it's so tough. It's so tough. You know, I I, I mean, it's so tough. I mean, I could be playing Paul in the quarters again, and then whoever getting through that match, you know, you want the final always to be a great. Uh, you, you want the quality. You want quality final, uh, but you always with the men's. You always find the quality matches in are always in the quarters, sometimes semis, even the last sixteen. But the, always the quality in the final it goes down a bit, uh, and that's what always happens in the men's. You'll always. Actually, it's funny because you always find women's finals sometimes more entertaining than men's finals. Because mm. when the women they get to the final, they don't play as long as we do. You know, they play twenty-minute matches in the first round, thirty-minute matches, and even some of the quarters are half-an-hour matches. We play ninety minutes sometimes in the quarters. Uh, so you, by the time we get to the finals, we are exhausted. We, yeah. I mean, we we get the best out of each other still on the day, even in the final. But sometimes the best is not the quality that we think we could produce. Um, whereas, for example, in the women's draws, it's, it's always a bit different because they, their matches, probably semis, probably from the semis, you'll find longer, tougher matches, for example. And then you'll sometimes, it's actually funny because I always think the quality of the women's final sometimes are better than the men's finals. Mm, no, the, the uh, women's finals are fantastic, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel uh, sometimes that's due to, uh, that's because, when, I don't know, they don't play the same duration. I don't know, I guess it's different. It's, it's just different. But by the time we reach the final, things are tough for us, yeah. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I just wanted before we move on. I just want—I know you—you you, you <laughs> game as well. That's really uh, improved uh, 
and it was notable during the event was uh, was your sort of your on court demeanor, your your ment the mental aspect of the game. Uh, now, in terms of, I just want to ask you about Ferris though, because we all know he had a little bit of a meltdown there a few tournaments back, where uh, we're not sure what happened when he when he lost. Uh, I think it was to Paul uh, with double zero games. Did you? Uh, uh, have any words with him about that? You know, being the guy that you you know you know, and and uh, someone like yourself who's been through some difficult times uh, emotionally. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't really speak to him about it. I mean, he definitely knows he did. A, he made a mistake that day, and uh, um, and yeah, I think the PSC I think punished him for it, uh, oh. but. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean I don't know. I mean I don't know why he did that, that on that day or what happened exactly. Or what was it? What what's going through his mind? But uh, but the way he came back from all this was 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 pretty good, you know. I mean Absolutely. his response in black in black boy in December was, I mean, I mean me and my brother were, were both joking about it, and we said. I mean, the way he's playing now is because he got punished, you know, because he got punished now, the way he's coming back, he's so hungry, he doesn't care, he wants to win, he's playing even better. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, uh, the, way he, the way he responded to it, it was exceptional, you know. And, uh, I mean, he had ACL as well, he had that injury in three years ago, four years ago, and that's what, him coming back that way as well, because it's not easy, you know, you get an ACL at such a young age and, you come and he was already top ten at the time, and the way he comes back from it, it uh, the way he came back from it, it it's, it's that's what in, that's what I told him. I think at some point I said, what inspires me about you is you coming back from that ACL injury, uh, but not I said not the one not winning Black Bull in December. I said winning Black Bull in December it was just gonna happen anyway. Um, but him winning the uh, coming back from the ACL injury, I think it's uh, I like coming. I like that comeback stories, you know, yeah. and he, 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 he's, he's got one, you know, he's got a great one. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I like you said, I mean, for him to uh, come back from <coughs> that little meltdown that he had to win the next event and then to get to the final against you is a testament to, you know, him having uh, sort of dealt with that issue. But uh, I mean, you were on court uh, during the black ball and I, I just thought uh, mentally you got on with all the matches. There were a lot of, you know, officiating issues not just in your match but uh, throughout the event uh, I think the officials are going you know there are a lot of changes happening in terms of the rules and the way they view things but uh, one thing and I, I don't know if you <laughs> you wanted to talk, talk about it or not but uh, there was a, a funny moment I thought was quite entertaining uh, maybe you may may or may not think so but uh, it was during I think it was a review call with uh, Mazzarella uh, apparently you you wanted to know who was in the in the review box and then uh, they they mentioned it was John, and uh, you 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 sort of took issue with that. So just wondering what what you were thinking at the time. And uh, obviously, you know, if you have a history with with someone like an official like that, you you would hope that that would not impact the game. I totally uh, understand uh, and maybe you know feel for you in that situation. So I was just wondering, sort of what was going through your mind and and the backstory maybe on that. I mean, the, the, there isn't a backstory, I would say, with John. Uh, I think it's. I think John is a great referee who's done, who's done a lot of great things for our sport. Uh, you know, he's he's been, he's been, he's got the, he's he's got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of, 
um, you know, a lot of experience, you know, and as I said, you know, he's done a lot for our sport and uh, we, as all, all the players, we appreciate his presence, we appreciate what he does. Uh, it's a tough job for the referees. Uh, so it's a very tough job for the referees, you know, uh, but uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think the problem with, what's happening I think it got to the point between me and John that I, I just don't think it's working anymore in a way you know for both of us I feel like uh, I don't know I, I just feel like uh, I don't know I feel we have so much of a history that I think it's just if I don't know if when he doesn't when uh, it's just too much of a history at the moment you know between both of us and I think it's uh, I, th- I think I think even the PSE, I don't know, they didn't put him after that quarterfinal match. That he didn't ref any of my matches in the semis or the final. And I feel it's just mentally, even for me, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to get the best out of the player mentally. And I feel like it's just too much of a history that if he's there, just you won't be helping the player. And at the end of the day, you want to help the player to get the best out of, uh, you know, you, you want to get out of, you want to get the best out of the player. And I feel... I feel there is just too much of a history right now that it's just why it's just better that you know he probably just doesn't ref my matches. I I feel you know it's just because it's it's just I don't know it's uh it's it's not personal or anything. It's just I feel like every decision there is always gonna be a history, you know, with every even like if he refs my matches, I think there is there's always a. a you know, and I, I feel John as a referee, you know, he's a great referee, but I feel like, okay, maybe I did make mistakes in the past, but if I'm trying to change, are you going to give me the room and the space for me to try to change and be a better player? Or are you going to judge me based on my past? Because if you're going to judge the match today based on my past, then I think you're, this is the wrong thing to do. Yeah, you should uh, be on equal ground, right? You should enter the court without... Yeah, there's... Yeah, you're going based on a history, and I felt that's been always happening because I felt, I felt in Manchester Open something. Okay, it's not how I'm, you know I'm trying to change as a player. I'm if I'm trying to change, I'm trying to, I don't know, go to play the ball or whatever. I don't know. Are you gonna let me? Are you gonna give me the space to improve, or are you still gonna judge me based on the history? You know, uh, but. Um, that's what I felt. Uh, that's what I felt, you know. And I feel like, as a player, I have. I want to be. I want to focus on what I'm doing. I want to focus on my game. I want. I, I want to focus on the things that I've been working on. And uh, I, sometimes, as a player, I don't want anything to interrupt that. You know, I don't want to feel a referee is giving me a decision based on a history. Uh, and, uh, I mean, to be honest, there are a lot of great referees. A lot. I mean, I mean, someone like Jason Foster, who's for me actually is the current best referee in the world. You know, Jason as a referee, he has improved so much. Uh, and for me, I think he's the best referee in the world at the moment. Uh, I think we should have him at every single event. Uh, I hope Roy Jinjel we see him soon. I mean, for me, Roy as well is a great referee who should be there at every single event. Tamarin Nagari is another great referee. You know, we need the best referees to be there at every single event. Jason has done, I mean, you see Jason in Black Bull, I mean, all his performances are, uh, I mean, are okay. I mean, 
referees will make mistakes. They will make mistakes. Uh, but we as players, we want consistent mistake. We want the same. We want the referee not to be giving two different decisions on the same situation. <laughs> uh, so for me, I think I think J- Jason has showed a lot of. Uh, Jason Foster has he's improved so much. He's I'm actually it's amazing how much he's improved. Uh, uh, I hope Roy Gingell we see him soon. But, I mean, Roy has yeah. done, he's got the character for it. He's got the personality for it. He's, yeah, I just, uh, he just won, spoke he, to him on, on my podcast. He was fantastic. Uh, uh, Roy is amazing. Yeah. He's such an amazing referee. And actually, when I have those referees refereeing my match, they actually give me the, they give you like, like, you know, you're in good hands. You know, you want to go to the match knowing that you're in good hands. You, you don't want to look at the back and know, okay, well, this is going to be a nightmare or uh, this could be a nightmare today. You know, some referees, you actually sit there and you're like, wow, okay, like, this is going to be interesting. But uh, you want you want to have someone like Jason or Roy or Tamer or you want to have those referees where you know you're in good hands and you know where even if they're making a mistake, it's, it's just a mistake. It's it's an acceptable mistake, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I, I think we have great referees. We just want them to be there. We need them to be there at every single event. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why we. I, I don't know where why Roy hasn't been. I mean, I haven't seen Roy in ages, and he's he is the best referee in the world. He is top. He's a top referee. He's a top referee. He's, he's been working he's on got his, a funny uh, character in the world squash officiating uh, website, maybe. <laughs> okay. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. been. He's, he said it before. He said it before. He's a great referee. He's a great referee, and I like him as a person as well. And he's got that character for it. And I'm sure he wants to teach other referees. You know, I think. Like I, I used to go and play at the PSL, and uh, I would see Jason as well there. And J- Jason used to be a terrible referee at the time. Right. Whenever I played PSA, terrible referees, but he, he, the way he improved, Jason has improved so much. It's unbelievable how he became, for me, the probably one the best at the moment. You know, he's the best at the moment for me. Uh, but yeah, he's a great guy as well. Um, he's a he's a policeman actually who works in Bristol. I oh, didn't really? know this. I didn't, that's I didn't where you're know based this. out of Bristol uh, for the yeah, most part, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, I never. Well, I mean, that's what I kind of noticed too. I mean, uh, <laughs> there were a few mistakes, but overall, as you as you just said, I mean, the, the officiating uh, was pretty good, and uh, you know, there were there there are quite a few good officials out there. There was also a female official, and uh, her name escapes me now, but she, I think yeah. she officiated She's, at blackball. She did. She did. Uh, I'm not sure whether she did. I think she did first round of the men's matches, but then she left after. I mean, I, I never had. I think uh, I actually think she's improved as well. Uh, I think she's she's improved as well. She's been there. She's been put in the situation where she could improve. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to have. Uh, it's good to have her. You know, it's good to have her. It's good for the game. It's good for That's the good. game to have her as a referee. Actually, I've yeah. I've actually seen her interview as well, and it's interesting. Now, uh, now, Marwan, I wanted to shift gears just slightly a little bit. Uh, now, you must, uh, and uh, we've all noticed uh, the popularity of uh, the new racket sports that are out there, paddle, which is huge here yeah. in the UAE uh, as, a, as a sort of a social game, uh, and also pickleball. But also there's the pro uh, games, which are starting, the, the professional paddle and professional uh, 
uh, pickleball is really growing uh, these days. And, and you can see the prize mm -hmm. money in those mm -hmm. sports uh, for the pros mm -hmm. are also sort of, it, it's going up and up and up every, every time simply because it's contingent upon the popularity of the game. I'm just wondering how, how you feel uh, these days about the, the direction squash might be going as a, you know, top player in the world who makes his uh, living off of uh, prize money and squash tournaments and, and things. How, how, how are you feeling these days? I think, I mean, in terms of prize money, squash is still uh, doing relatively well, but I just wanted to know what you think. I think we need, I don't know what we need as a sport. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think as a sport, of course, it's a great sport. I think the athletes deserve to be, you know, we definitely as a sport, we deserve to be in the Olympics or we deserve more prize money than this. Uh, uh, but there, there has to be a breakthrough at some point for our sport. I don't know how I think the people who are in charge, they are the ones that should be working on it. You know, I think... I think as a PSA, we should have a title sponsor, for example. I don't know, for example, I wouldn't know why the reason why, for example, the PSA don't have a title sponsor, for example. I think we need, uh, I think I think we need a lot of things. I mean, I, I mean, saying it from outside maybe sounds simple, but I think we need more. I think the World Series should have more prize money. I think, I think we deserve more. I think the lower rank players deserve more. I think... Uh, I don't know. That, that's the way I look at it. Uh, yeah. We do deserve more, but now you you cannot ask for things like this in these challenging times. You know, it's no. it's quite or it's really hard to host an event at this time. I mean, the only country that were able to host events at this time is Egypt, and that's thanks to the to CIB for sponsoring for actually saving our sport at this time. Because imagine, I mean, CIB sponsored all those events. And if CIB was not there, like we would have struggled big time, you know, with, uh, with tournaments. We would have only played a tournament in Manchester and a tournament in Qatar. Um, so it's quite hard to be, to, it's quite hard to, I mean, the US, we didn't have any single event in the US since COVID. Uh, but uh, it's, it's such a challenging time to be hosting events. And it's quite scary, you know, seeing paddle the improvement of the, it's a new sport and it's improving so fast i mean in egypt it's going crazy like we yeah. have paddle courts everywhere the way it's gone fast it's crazy and no, I, I mean i was just looking at, i wanted to ask you because i was just looking at the the pro part of the game and i, I something came <laughs> up on my social media it was uh two young you know young uh, pro players and they just and I didn't, I don't remember how much they'd won, but obviously it, it, it's not at the level of squash, but it's, it's growing, right? It's, it's increasing. It's, it's growing and, and, and we're not going to lie. It's going to grow more than squash at some point soon. And yeah. we should know how, I mean, I mean, the, the, there has to be a way that our sport, I mean, yes, we, of course, the prize money sometimes they, they go up Chicago, for example, they put a million dollar event which is great for us, you know, the help of the Walter family and what they do for our sport and the help of the CIB and the help of a lot of great people. But it's in terms of the prize money, how we could actually, how we could make that the normal, like the, the, yeah. the how we should, how, how that should be the price, like how we should have every single world championship, a million dollar event, not have Chicago as a million dollar, but then the next year we have less, um, for example, we have uh, the Egyptian Open at uh, the World Series event. It's a 250000 each for men's and women's. How every single World Series should be that prize money. I'm pretty sure, for example, I mean, I'm pretty sure 
we could have the British Open should be that prize money, for example. You know, we should we should have a bit of increase every year at least. You know, in terms of prize money, in terms of World Series event. You know, I think ten years ago Qatar Classic was hundred and fifty thousand as a World Series event. It was hundred and fifty thousand. I think now it's hundred and seventy five, hundred and eighty five. That thirty five thousand increase in ten years is not a lot. No. It's not a lot. I think as as players, we deserve more for sure in terms of prize money. In terms of, I mean, we'll. I mean, we as players, we love playing the sport. We'll pay whatever the money is because we 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 love playing. You know, I mean, I mean, I don't. I mean, of course, you know, money is important and everything. But we play because it's a hobby. It's a joy, and we still make a living out of it. And we being at the top of the game, it helps you to make a living out of it. Of course, but. As a player, you always want to see the sport growing, uh, and I, I feel uh, I feel there is always a room for imp- room for growing and a room for improvement. I feel, uh, as you said, you know, uh, just a new sport like this, uh, like paddle, is just it's just in a very short time it improves so much. It improves so much. There is more prize money. There is more spectators. I open YouTube or Facebook and I see the paddle stories. Squash needs something exciting. It needs. Mm. It needs. Uh, it needs like an like an I don't know like drive to survive. For example, they did it on the Formula One. They did a Netflix show, uh, a Netflix uh, series. Uh, maybe we need something like this. Yeah. You know, we need. We need. We need something different. We need people to know the sport. We need. And I don't know like how. Talk, right. Yeah, you look on Instagram. Those reels or those videos. We don't have something exciting we need something exciting on social media or i don't know what it is you know but we we, are, we need something that makes the sport grow or makes people look at and say well, what 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 is this uh, but so far you know it's, there are new sports that are improving more than us and it, it's worrying time it's worrying time i mean uh, i mean i guess i guess with paddle marijuana i mean uh, i know we're at my club with courts are indoors and we play <laughs> indoors all the paddle courts are outside and uh, you know, people just stand around and watch, and they see it, and they—it's infectious, right? The, when they see how you know how they can have fun and enjoy that game be, because it's you know, visible. Uh, it is. It is exciting. It is, and it is. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. It could be. It could be because of that. It could be because of that. I don't know how we how we could. I mean, I mean, in England, for example, you look at the sport how it used to be massive and now it's it's worrying in England you know like it's not the sport is not as big as before you don't find so many kids playing like before or so many key, so many players keen to play and train and take the sport series or take uh, it's, I don't know I don't know and now with the US colleges as well I mean as much as people of course they want to go and go and get a degree and it's good for them but in a way it's US college could it does Stop generations from actually, like I think there was one generation, junior, one generation in the juniors where all the players they just went studying in the US mm. instead of actually for us it's important to have them playing every single event and improving in the PSC and the professional level. But I feel, uh, I mean, of course, it's a personal choice and it's an individual's choice. But I feel, um, no, we lost, uh, we could, we lost few good juniors because they. Decided to go and study in the U.S. For example, they used the sport to study, 
And I think that's been happening a lot. And uh, as I said, of course, it's a personal choice. Some people want to go and do the education, educate themselves and get a great degree. But I'm talking from a sport perspective. It's worrying seeing so many good juniors deciding to stop playing uh, or to put the squash on a hold and then go study and then come back. You know, for us, we want, I mean, it helps me as a player, not seeing a lot of players coming up, but... Mm -hmm. But in terms of the sport, I, I think um, I, I think it's it's not great in the, for the sport. You know, it's just seeing people you using the sport to go and educate themselves uh, well, the, in the I mean, U.S. Do you, do you know much about uh, the American football? I know you're a huge uh, European football player, but uh, I, I mean fan. But uh, you, in American football, uh, obviously, you know that uh, that's a huge. The, the biggest uh, college sport in America. And once the these guys go to, most of them go to, they get their scholarship. Yeah. And then it's like the NBA, the NBA is the same. play professional football when they finish. And yeah, pro, the foot, NBA, pro think, football think, recruits think, them from, from the Exactly. College. I think basketball, basketball as well is the same because I follow basketball a lot. And it's pretty much the same. But with squash, as soon as, like, You'll find like someone like Amanda who's done it great. You know, she went to Harvard and then she came back. And but you know, will I be surprised with what Amanda doing or what Ali did? Exactly. Like whenever I see Ali, I tell him it doesn't surprise me that you went to Harvard and then you came back and you got world number one because we knew how good he is of a player anyway. Like yeah. we knew he had it in him and we knew how good of a player he is. We I know how. It doesn't surprise me Amanda being in the top five or it doesn't surprise me if she gets to world number one one day because we know she's got that talent. She was a world junior champion, but it, it doesn't happen for everyone. They are so unique and they're so special. That's why they have done it. And there, there will be few. I'm not saying they're the only one that are unique uh, and special. There will be maybe a bit more, but not the majority. <laughs> not the majority. We need, we, we need, we need more players i mean as i said it's a personal choice at the end and some people if they want to use it and that's what's good for them they could then they should do that but i'm just saying having us it's a bit dangerous for the sport it's, it's a bit dangerous because it stops generations after generation after generations i see the kids in in egypt it's all for them it's and this is the best country for squash i see them Oh, we want to apply to this college, or we want to apply. We want to go to the states and study there. And I'm like, you, you're great. You could be a very good player one day. Like, why don't you? I don't know. Play the sport and go professional, and you know, achieve your dreams. And yeah, uh, I think the dreams kind of switch. You know, which is, I mean, it's fair enough. Education is very important, and and getting a good degree and the experience of, I don't know all of the university life is amazing but I'm just talking from a sport perspective I think the US college is a bit dangerous for the professional tool yeah no I, I mean I totally uh, get where you're coming from and I think maybe squash <laughs> needs to uh, you know US squash and maybe the the pro uh, you know TSA need to look into that and maybe find a way of uh, sort of tapping into it and uh, keeping those players and recruiting those players into the into the tour somehow but uh, that that takes uh, you know viability. We need we need we need we need we need we need the sport needs something different for sure. I don't know what it is, and I'm I'm not 
the one who can come up with the idea that how to, how to improve the sport or how to, I don't know, but we definitely, I mean, as you said, there are, there are reasons why other sports are improving so much and so fast. Uh, there is still improvement in our sport. I'm not saying there's, no, there's still increase in the prize money. We never had a million prize, a million dollar prize money. We never had still World Series. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did improve a bit in terms of prize money. Maybe I expect more. I think I expect by by now we should have a 250 each men's and women's in every single World Series. For example, you know, I think that that should be enough of an improvement from 10 years ago when we had, I don't know, Qatar Classic and all those events. <laughs> the World Series event used to be 150,000. I think right now, I think in 10 years, in those 10 years, we should have had more than just, I don't know, like other events are like 175,000 each or 185,000 each. I think, I think a time like this, we should have more than this. Mm-hmm. You know, if, I mean, looking back, like the prize money was 150 already, you know. So uh, having a 35,000 increase is 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 not good enough, I would say, for for the men's tour. I think the women's tour has improved a lot, and that's what they deserve. You know, they deserve to have a proper tour because 10 years ago they did not have a tour at all. Now they do have a tour. They have a proper tour. They have uh, they have they almost they almost get paid the same as us at every single event. Um, and you know that's what they deserve. You know, and it's good for their tour. We need the women's tour to improve, but I think the men's tour has has. As I said, you know, we had the World Series used to be hundred. I'm probably repeating yeah. myself, but we used to have hundred and fifty. Yeah. I think. It's I worth think repeating. It's, uh, worth repeating. Yeah. It it's it's no. We need. Well, I'm just saying. And you look now at the lower ranked player. How hard it's been for them. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know some of the guys and I speak to them. I, To be honest, they, they, they just inspire me. They inspire me these days because at least we have something to work on. I know I have Elguna in four weeks and then I will have the British in, in another four weeks after. So I know I have something to work on, but then you look at the lower rank there, they can't, the guys in, the, in, the, in England, they can't fly. They can't leave the country. They can't go play anything anything or anywhere and it's been so hard for them and hopefully we don't lose those players hopefully hopefully we don't struggle with hopefully the sport doesn't struggle with the pandemic for those players because we need the lower rank there we need them to play we need the tour to start moving you know uh, and it's, it's hard for them it's really hard for them it's, it's tough times anyway to be honest it's tough times in general you know and to be yeah. honest when something when the pandemic started you would think you know, you would think that it's. Uh, I was worrying more for the sport. You know, I was, I was actually had a lot of worries that what's going to happen. <laughs> actually, I actually thought what's going to happen. Uh, but I mean, as I said, you know, CIB has been great for us. They have been great for us. They, they have, they saved our sport. They saved our sport big time. They saved our sport. They've done all those events in Egypt, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been fantastic. And hopefully, from Hopefully we start having a, I mean, I hear the British Open, we may have spectators. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may have spectators for the British Open. Uh, Manchester Open, Chicago will happen. US Open will happen. So to be honest, the tour, is it's looking good. You know, US Open will happen. San Francisco will happen. All those events, you know, will start happening again. Spectators can come, the fans can come and watch. And I mean, England has uh, most of, I mean, I don't know, a lot of people got vaccinated over there. So I think it's, it's more safer 
now to have an event with with spectators because we need the spectators. It does make a difference when we play in Egypt. We have people coming and watching, and uh, to be honest, as well, having Manchester Open, I mean, it's tough times, you know. Qatar as well to be able. I mean, I heard Qatar to have that event during the pandemic. It was. Uh, it was so tough for them, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think till 10 days before the event, we didn't even know where they, what was going to happen with the event. But they apparently, from what I understand, that they had to push so hard for it. They had to push so hard for it to host that event. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's tough times. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hopefully the light, as you said, the light is uh, at the end of the tunnel here and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, progress forward. You've got... Um, you know, the World Open uh, coming up that's down the road. That's one of your goals. Uh, and just before you go, uh, Marwan, uh, you posted on, on your Twitter there a few weeks back uh, a few great images and uh, memories of uh, it was National Sibling Day. Uh, do you, I don't know if you remember that one, National Sibling Day, where uh, you and your brother uh, got to the World Open final back in uh, 2017, I believe it was, in Manchester. Uh, so, and a great picture of your parents holding the trophy. Uh, unfortunately, you came up uh, a little bit short that day, but no doubt uh, very proud of uh, what your brother achieved. So with that event uh, upcoming, um, you know, uh, how excited are you about uh, what's going, you know, what things uh, hold going forward? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the biggest target. Uh, this is my target for the season, World Championship and the British Open. Uh, those are the you know the biggest titles of, uh, of. I mean, I mean it's great to win World Series event and win the World Tour Finals and, uh, but we know the biggest event of the year is the World Championship. We know the biggest. Uh, we know the British has a lot of it's a his, history, so much history in that event. So no, I I, I do want to. Uh, my target is to try to win those events. Um, I'm gonna work really hard on it, and uh, I have been working hard. I've been. You know, the, the plan is, is to try and be at my peak for those two events. And, um, yeah, as you said, World Championship, you know, I've lost in the final in 2017. I lost in the semis last year. I know I've been I've been close, but I, I know right now I'm a, I'm a different player uh, than two years ago. I'm a different player than last year. And uh, I, I think I have room to improve as well, room for improvement in those next couple of months before the event. Um, I, I have the confidence now after Black Ball win, and uh, yeah, I'm just gonna take that as as it as it comes, you know. And I'm I'm just gonna work hard, and I'm just gonna work hard because, as I said, it's all about hard work, and I've been working hard. I've been giving hundred percent. Everything I do on my day is based on training. Uh, is based on uh, everything I do is based on it's based on how I could be improving as a player. Uh, I'm dedicating myself to the sport uh, so so much uh, in everything I do in my life because that's what I that's what gives me joy at the moment in my life. You know, I wake up every morning being motivated because I know I have a target, I have an I have a dream to achieve, and uh, and that's the most important thing. You know, as a human being, to have that uh, to just be able to wake up every day with to be motivated for something. Well, Marwan, uh, just want to say uh, thanks so much uh, for today and uh, all the best uh, going forward. Uh, watching you at the Black Ball uh, last time around was absolutely uh, breathtaking and inspiring. And I know there's more of that coming up. Uh, thanks so much for today. All the best to you 
and your family and your father. I uh, hope he continues his uh, his recovery. Thank you, Gary. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Well, everyone, how was that for episode 190? Marwan El Sherbagi showed up huge, and uh, just want to thank him for that. He's always so uh, so great with his time and forthright, uh, forthright with his commentary. Uh, really enjoyed uh, all of that, and I want to wish him and his family all the best after the the struggles uh, that the health struggles that uh, they went through, particularly uh, his father. And uh, glad to hear that he's on the mend now. Uh, with regard to the podcast coming up. We We've got some really good ones. We've got a couple of young fellows who are doing something with regards to growing the game, and we're, they're going to flesh that out here on the podcast next week. We've got some great stuff in terms of coaching. We've got some more players coming on, some technology uh, that will help us grow the game as well. We're going to discuss that. We've got quite a bit going on over the next few weeks, so it's pedal to the metal again after a bit of a bit of time in the basement, as they say. And also, uh, I'd like to get your feedback on what to do for episode 200 i've got my thoughts and uh you know sometimes in uh, you know, I'd love to have J.K. on, for example, and uh, I've reached out to him, and we've had discussions about it in the, you know, in the past. Uh, he's a tough guy to pin down because he's so busy. You know, his time is precious, obviously, but. Um, I'll try to reach out to him again, but it doesn't have to be JK. It can be, uh, you know, if you have any thoughts, any ideas in terms of what would make a good 200th episode for this one, um, that would be, uh, you know, welcome. So please let me know what you think. Uh, and also just want to say thanks uh, for, to all of you who've been listening over the past couple of years. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, keep on listening. Keep sharing with your uh, within your social uh, media community. And also give us a like tweet request we've had some good feedback even during uh, while I was in the basement received some great uh, great commentary feedback suggestions uh, from people so it's good to see that uh, everyone's still looking uh, and going into the podcast library again this is episode 190 so there are 189 episodes including one uh, that I've done myself I was thinking of doing one uh, sort of just to detail what I was doing over the vacay, but that, that would have been pretty boring, um, so decided uh, against that. But um, anyways, yeah, go back into the library, look, uh, listen up. There's some really good stuff on there uh, contingent upon, I guess, what your interests are, but it, it's all there and uh, all there for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned again next week. We've got uh, a couple of more dropping, so I know you'll enjoy those. And uh, all the best with your squash. I'm heading out to the courts today. Hopefully uh, you're able to get back on court. If not, hang in there. Things are starting to turn a bit, although in some parts of the world, uh, name, namely uh, my uh, homeland, Canada, we're still Still struggling to get our head around how to move forward but um, at any rate all the best to all of you hang in there keep up uh, the good squash if you're playing and if not you know keep your eye on the ball somehow and we'll be talking to you soon take care goodbye now <laughs>